Electric Jellyfish Podcast presents Spoilers of the Galaxy. Welcome, folks, to another thrilling episode of Spoilers of the Galaxy. This is Chad. This is Shannon. And joining us, as I'm very happy to announce, is a very dear friend of mine who's got the same kind of, uh, some would consider it an unhealthy obsession. I don't know, depending on how you look at it. I look at it just as totally normal. Uh <laughs> Mr. Ed Dragansky, how you doing, Ed? Secure. Huh? Hey, that's just Chad. Shannon, it's good to be here. Thank you. It's, this show is a cure. So, <laughs> is it though? It's oh yeah. Talking about it with like-minded fans is a, that's the cure. That's, the, that's what it's all about, right? Hi, Isn't my it? my name is Chad. Hi, Chad, and I'm a Star Wars addict. You know, that's golf right. clap across the room. Mm-hmm. See like a bunch of Ewoks and guys and you know, cosplay guys and <laughs> costumes that don't fit and you know there's a Tuscan Raider in the corner and he's scared to get in the group. You know, he's a Wookiee chewing on a porn <laughs> carcass and you know. <laughs> oh yeah. That's uh no, it's, it's nothing wrong with us. Forty four years, man. No, this this is you know, this is this is all like all the cool kids are doing it, man. <laughs> Well, you know, funny you funny you say that specifically because thirty years ago, yeah, that would have gotten you laughed out of whatever room you might have been standing in. But now, all the cool kids are doing it. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, people have people have made a cottage industry of being geeks, and part of the reason why we're doing what we're doing here is, you know, everybody else is doing it. We can do that too. You know, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it's, it's kind of like that dream gig, you know, you know, if this ever turns into something huge, awesome. If it don't, we got to talk star Wars uh, in, until our faces turn blue just because we were doing that already. Yes, we were. So, you know, if we want to, yeah. if we want to commit it to, to, well, whatever medium you want to call this for posterity, you know, hey, you know, we, we've got that, we've got that option. Well, you know, what's so funny is it, it reminds me of, this is kind of stupid, the, the movie Revenge of the Nerds. You remember at the end, he's like, I'm a nerd. I just found that out today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just like the first time when you talked to me and I was reading Empire Strikes Back and you were like, you like Star Wars? And I'm like, yeah, who doesn't like Star Wars? And that was, a, that was a, you know, I was like, that's impossible for somebody not to like this. It's it's fantastic. It's well, so cool. But, but Ed, based on, on our experience, <laughs> girls that look like Shannon weren't into star <laughs> weren't into no, star wars no. they, they just weren't that's why to me that's what was so shocking i'm like wow she's gorgeous and she likes what i like <laughs> that that's is that possible that's just not possible to me i um walked into best buy one time this was years ago and they had the you know this is back when they would showcase the surround sound mm -hmm. and i was uh this was married 
to my first wife. And I walk in there and there's this cute girl and she's watching Empire on like a Dolby thing and it's got all the speakers. And I'm standing there and she's mouthing the words to the movie. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there going, well, there goes the perfect girl. <laughs> she's one of us. She's one of us. Yeah, she's. Yeah, we're veterans, Chad. We're like, I see, I see things, man. I see them. <laughs> you know, she's an Ewok whisperer. Holy that. shit! Oh, but yeah, I just, I just walked away. I thought, nope. You know, man, she's. She'll make some other geek happy. That's fine. <laughs> That's, it's okay. Well, I guess we we kind of need to wind things back to how you and I kind of cross paths because it was. It was. It's an interesting story. I, you know, I haven't even told. I don't even think I've told Shannon all the details. But uh, she's heard. She's heard my version of it. Go ahead and go ahead and give your version of it. Well, what did the? Because uh, you just. I remember being at the uh, expo, right at Plano. Is that where it started? No, we. Where we, did you? Where did? To the best of to my memory, to the best of my knowledge, we met at a. DFW Fan Force meeting and a comic book store over off of La Prada and Northwest Highway. Bounty Hunter Collectibles. Yes. You came okay, strolling I in. I wanted to that. Yes. I want to say you had your portfolio with you, and I was a fan of your work without having having known who you were. I didn't know you were local. I I had seen your stuff on on the force.net and just was just totally blown away by by your art skill. I'm like, this guy's amazing. He's just he's got some. I, I was really obsessed with getting really cool Star Wars digital wallpapers and stuff. And I would always go to the digital art section of the Force.net for wallpaper art. And I just just kept seeing this name over and over again, Ed Dragansky, Ed Dragansky. I was like, holy shit, this guy's good. And then you come strolling into a freaking Star Wars meeting in my hometown. I'm like, wait, you, when, when you when you said your name, I'm like, and you're like, hi, Ed Dragansky, and it was like, what? You're Ed, the the Ed Dragansky. <laughs> You're like the Ed Dragansky. Shit, I guess. <laughs> I was see. I guess I'm. I guess I remember that moment, and I, I guess in my mind I was because I remember that. But I was somehow thinking I got invited to that somehow. I'm trying to remember how I got invited to that meeting because I think what happened was I was at one of the expo shows in Plano Center, uh -huh. and I met a bunch of the guys. Somehow, I don't know how I was at a table next to the fan force table or something. And I think I had my work or something. I don't know what, what it was that connected me to those guys, but we started talking and I think they said, Hey, yeah, we have these meetings at this place. And I didn't even know that place existed. I didn't either. Uh, yeah. Bounty Hunter collectibles. And I ended up doing a logo for the guy. He was a PR guy for the Mavericks. Um, that was his real job. Then he had this shop, and he had to close up the shop and take it online because he had he had Crohn's disease. Oh, and he, yeah, I got that. I'm a that's I got it too. I got a mild case from my mother, but it's uh, yeah, it's not a good thing that it'll it'll wreck your life, man. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't take care of it, so. Uh, I knew him for a while, but I would do logos and stuff for him. He'd just give me toys, <laughs> there, you know, and working out in trade and junk. That's all he had. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I remember that. So uh, something connected me to, or something got me invited to that, to that meeting over there. But then after that, it was the, the lines and, mm -hmm. uh, 
ourselves. We did the we did the um, costume contest at the expo, and I got to sit there with uh, oh, what's her name, the blue Twilic, uh, Amy, uh, Allen, Amy Allen, and, yeah, um, uh huh, and then the Lama Sue uh, voice actress. Oh yeah, yeah, Camilla. Yeah, dang, I, I can't think of her name. I can't think of her name to save my life. And wasn't uh, Michonne Burroway always there a lot too? The uh, uh, oh, what's her name? The what was her name in episode one? The 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 the, the bounty hunter. Uh, the one you see briefly. Oh yeah, yeah, Zam Wessel. No, not Zam Wessel. She was in episode that, two. The the oh, one the one with the red top knot that you see during the pod race. Oh yeah, yes, I, I forget. Or a sing. Or a sing. Or a sing. Yes, yeah. her. Never. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they had all the women that yeah. were coming out. That yeah, was great. It was and like they were having, Michonne they were, Burroway and, and Amy Allen usually traveled together. Like when there was one in, a, in an expo, the, the other one was normally with her. Mm-hmm. And they were, I don't think she was at this particular one because you you wanted me to sit in and judge these costumes because mm-hmm. they didn't want you to be biased. Like I wasn't really part of the group yet or anything. You guys were, <laughs> you know, because you said, oh, well, and they told you told those gals I was an artist, and they said, "Yeah, well, come on here because we could use your artistic eye and this and that." And I remember that they um, had three different per- levels or something. And the kids, there was a little girl, and she heard, she didn't have a spectacular costume or anything, but she started jumping up on tables and flashing her sitting, waving her saber around. And I think we found out that this girl had a terminal illness. So we gave her the prize, and she got this big, huge amount of Star Wars toys, and the mom was just crying. Do you remember that? Was that the girl that they actually named the pink R2 unit after in Episode 3? I'm wondering. Katie? I'm I'm spotty. Maybe so, because I think at some point, Amy took the mother aside and wanted to do more things. You know what I mean? Had said, you know, listen, we, you know, we we'd really like to, you know, help and we can do this. And, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I don't know the rest of that story. You know? I, I, like, and I want to say her dad similar. was in the five Oh first. Like, I want to say her dad was yeah. a, was a, was a troop cosplayer in the five Oh first. And mm-hmm. her story got back to Lucas and they actually went, when, when she passed, they, they made a pink R2 unit that they named after her. They like immortalized her on film. Like you, you see this pink R R two unit for like a really brief minute. She was almost kind of like, oh, what was her name in Transformers? RC, I think that's what her name mm-hmm. was. Um, but yeah, that was it. Was kind of one of those things where you like, yeah, she's there. She's not a huge part in it, but she's there. So she's on screen. So they I, they, they captured her in spirit. I thought well, that was a really sweet gesture. I saw that pink, uh, uh, pink droid make it in the. I think was it Clone Wars or was it Rebels? She she might have shown up, yeah. She might have shown up in something with one of the more recent iterations of Star Wars. But I, I know that when they built the droid, they made it for uh, for yeah for Episode Three. Well, they made a figure. I think they made yeah. a figure out of it. You know, a mm-hmm. little figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I think yeah, they sold I just, it at I'm Celebration. Just, I think they sold it at the Celebration that year. Right, I'm spotty on a lot of that stuff. But yeah, I mean, you're you're de- you you Chad, you're definitely the star of the fan force. I mean, you're the <laughs> you were the front man. You were the you were the guy that was. And I really right wasn't front, like, you know? I like, I came in late. I came in like, cause I completely missed the episode one lineup at the, uh, uh, at the UA galaxy. Uh, well, no, it wasn't the UA galaxy. What was that theater? What was that? That, that, that big, the big one behind 
incredible universe. Yeah, the one over the, right up there that off one, of six. Yeah, it, it, it was. It wasn't a UA, was it? I can't remember. The hell was it? I'm trying to think of what <sighs> what you, chain owned it. You were talking. I don't know when you, when you said that AMC 30 had the the most theaters last, the other time. Mm-hmm. That place used to boast having the largest screen. They the had largest indoor the screen site. in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Right. The Galaxy yeah, yeah, yeah. UA. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it was, was a, a UA. So it was, it a, was UA. a good theater, though. I remember oh, yeah. I saw um, all the Lord of the Ring movies there. <sighs> I'm, oh, I'm trying to think. I, I remember, like, one of the, for some crazy reason, the only, the first two movies that pop in my head that I know for a fact I saw there were Starship Troopers and Judge Dredd. Oh, and Dragonheart. I remember I saw Dragonheart there. So I didn't see oh, I episode one there. Like, I, I saw AM, I saw. Episode, episode one at the AMC. I saw it there. Oh, see, I didn't. I told I you. I think I saw every movie I could that was an important movie to me. Mm-hmm. I think I tried to make a point. If it was playing there, I would go there. At the Galaxy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and it just made sense to see a Star Wars film at the Galaxy. It well, I wanted to see it a, on the biggest screen. Yeah, at the biggest screen in Texas. <laughs> the biggest indoor screen oh, in Texas. Oh, I was a... I was a North Park whore. I'm sorry. I had well, to go over there to go see. Yeah, see. You know, it's just like when 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 you have what is as I as I recalled mentioning in in the in the first episode that we did that that local theater goers that grew up in the Dallas area that had the 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 fortune the good fortune to have this theater available to them accessible to them in their in their youth or even in their adulthood you know. Um, that it was always referred to as God's private screening room. Mm. I mean, that it was, was that that's that was the common nickname that the, not even the three and four got that kind of moniker. It was just North Park one and two. Oh, lots of stuff happened there. I mean, they used to. Uh, uh, my boss at Lone Star Comics was uh, hap- uh, was fortunate enough to go see a early screening of Blade Runner there. Oh. And um, Ridley Scott was there, and Harrison Ford was Holy there. Mother, and and he tells he tell used to tell me that he's you know they we have it now, but at the time he's like I swear there's another version of this movie out there somewhere. <laughs> and it was before they started making all the how many times have they done that movie? But, I don't you know. know. I've got he to- saw the screening. Yeah, uh, and he saw that, and he didn't know what he was walking into. They just they just knew it was a sci-fi free sci-fi movie. Come see, you know, first come first serve. And he oh, your boss didn't know. He didn't know. It was like your dentist on the Empire. <laughs> Shit. Went. They didn't tell anybody this. There's there's a there's an interview with Spielberg on the 1941 Laserdisc where he talks about all his screenings. He used to have them done in uh, the Medallion in yes. Dallas. Uh huh. Right, yes. because he didn't want the, the, a biased crowd that knew what the what it was they were seeing. Mm-hmm. Of course, they all ran out with their hands over their ears and said, "This is a piece of shit." But <laughs> you know, I love that movie. But but no, it was the same deal. No, they didn't want anybody to know. Harrison Ford was in it, and you know, he just saw sci-fi. They just told you the genre, and he went in, and he really liked it. You know, he he swears up and down it's different, and I'm sure. We got that version eventually, probably director's cut of some sort, whatever. But yeah, North Park was just—I saw Jurassic Park there. Yes, so did I. It took me th- three times mm-hmm. to go. It was sold out. I saw. Um, well, I'll tell you real quick. My, you know, I didn't see Star Wars till about six weeks after it opened because that's 
where I wanted to see, you know, that's where we were going to go see it. Mm-hmm. My, my friend two doors down, uh, you know, I, I, I'd seen star Wars on a trailer, like a year before it came out. And I thought it looked stupid. <laughs> this, what is this? It looks <laughs> ridiculous. It looks really stupid. And once it came out, I was clipping all the things out of the paper because it looked, you know, everybody was talking about it. It was probably about a good four to six weeks before we got out to North Park. My buddy's mom brought us out there. And uh, they own, his family owned a pizza restaurant called Pizza Getty. Oh, shit. That was on Ferguson. Really? <laughs> yeah. Russell wrote, Russell Rotenberry. Uh, grew up with Russell Rotenberry. We went. And it was like, I know the moment that I walked into that theater. And I know that the moment I walked out of that theater were two completely different yeah things yeah the molecules rearranged oh boy did they and uh i mean my brain just like you know grew up over you know in two hours just like it was was inspired and uh catapulted into you know whatever everything in your hand was a lightsaber and it's all you could talk about you know it's just like (laughs) we went and had pizza i remember that like it was i wish i knew the date is 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 all but i don't uh but it was you know sometime after because i don't think it was showing near anywhere closer back then oh was i, re- I remember i remember my parents kept going around trying to find it because i mean uh, geez this was like way back in 77 and what we have how many theaters were around dallas in 77 i couldn't tell you but, the majority um, of them were general cinema. Yeah. Every major mall had at least a du- a, a duplex theater. See, I for remember the most part. I remember they kept going to different places trying to get in. I mean shit, even Big Town had one. Right. Before it was a dollar theater. See, it was it was a first I run. I think we had to go somewhere that we wouldn't normally go to. Mm-hmm. That because they kept driving all over town. Now this is a seven year old remembering this. You just sit in the back seat and wait until you get to where you're going, yeah, right? You just you, you just, don't pay any attention. You just peer over the door the edge just, of the door you can see through the window. And I just remember my dad kept getting out of the car, going up, coming back, saying, They're sold out. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like they're sold out wow. again. So we just kept driving and driving and driving and we finally got somewhere. And I couldn't tell you where. And I think this was several weeks after it came out because my parents were like, we keep hearing, my parents love sci-fi. They absolutely love it. Sci-fi and horror. That's what I was raised on. And um, (laughs) they kept reading about this new sci-fi movie that was so cool. Everybody was talking about it. And they were like, "Uh, it may have even been like the 4th of July or something because my dad wasn't normally off work that day Mm -hmm. for some reason. That sounds So it probably was it. Yeah, that was probably it. And we kept driving around and driving around and they finally found a place that let us in. And I remember we got there like right after the words had disappeared because we got in right on... Oh, you missed the opening crawl? We missed the opening crawl. So the first thing I remember seeing in Star Wars is Darth Vader. That was my first image of Star Wars. And, of course, I used that as an excuse to get to see it again, right? <laughs> well, we missed the first part <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah, we missed the first part of it, Dad. we got to go back and see it. But uh, I remember yeah. when I went and saw it, I saw it twice. Yeah, I, I didn't always get to do things like that. My parents were just, you know, 
they never let me do much of anything on my own. That's the curse and wonderful part of being an only child. Well, <laughs> I see, couldn't get away with anything, and I couldn't do anything. <laughs> we, we were a family of four, and we all were freaked out. We're just like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my freaking life. Oh, yeah. My, and oh, they yeah. were feeding up because, of course, I'm the one that's the most enthusiastic. We're like, oh, my God. 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 You know, it was like I, I knew my life had changed. I literally knew my life was no, was not going to be the same anymore. Um, little did I know that, that everything would change. It wasn't just me. You know, mm-hmm. The world would change. You know, Lucas bent the world to his freaking will with with this thing. And uh, yeah, it, that's one of the things that always drives me batshit crazy when I hear people say, it's just a damn movie. No, it ain't. Not to us. <laughs> it really isn't. I mean, it 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 changed it changed the way movies are made, marketed. It, 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 I mean, it, it, it reinvented the wheel. Well, this sounds really kind of stupid when I think about it, but reading the novelizations of the, of the movies when I was that young, there were a lot of words in there. I didn't even know what they meant. Mm-hmm. So I would find a word that I didn't know what it meant, and I would go look it up. Mm-hmm. It made you a better reader? It actually made me smarter. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Fringe benefit. <laughs> it did. It works on all, uh, in all pistons. I mean, it works on everything. It it, it, made, it gave it created jobs for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it it, created um, industries for God's sakes. Oh, yes. yes, I mean it's. Uh, We're surrounded. By you know, it. I always thought that I always considered uh, uh, it to be. It was like there one day, not. Like what were you? What were you interested in before that? Before do you remember? Oh yeah, definitely. What you liked? You you mean pop culture wise or just the things yeah, I was what were passionate you into before the? What what did it take the place of? Oh gosh! Like what was what did you? What were you into before it came out? Well, I'll tell you, you know, this. Kind of two years before this, when I was five, I I got my tonsils taken out at uh, at uh, Presbyterian Church. And uh, the Presbyterian Church, Presbyterian, <laughs> Presbyterian <laughs> Hospital. Wow, Presbyterian. that's a full wow, service church. <laughs> nice church. Um, but uh, they, uh, th- uh, when I went into the surgery, I, I carried my um, um, freaking uh, Doctor Zayas figure with me from Planet of the Apes. Ah, uh, wonderful. And now, Love these and, apes. and now yeah, also amazing. bear in mind in '75 was the summer that Jaws happened. And I had seen uh-huh. that and I was really obsessing over sharks already. Like I was watching Jacques Cousteau on Channel 13 like crazy. And of course, as every good young strapping boy uh, is required to by law, obsessed with dinosaurs. But, you know, I was, I was way into King Kong and, and, and you know, all the, all the Harryhausen shit. Um, oh, I love those. So, but uh, it, it was a lot more simplistic we didn't have like like lucas put it so brilliantly a fairy tale for our generation and when when lucas described that as he wanted to create a fairy tale for a generation that grew up without them mm-hmm. it's totally on point that's 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 completely on the nose yeah. i always thought of it as being king arthur yeah yeah, yeah. like she mm-hmm. she always like i love how shannon always compares luke to galahad yes um uh, Oh, it's a lot of King Arthur. Very it's a much lot so. of that. And it's, yeah, it's a lot of Western. It's a lot of, I mean, that was the big, that was, you know, they, whenever they had those tours back and they had all the props and stuff, they had to put some educational stuff to, as a backdrop. 
So that was the whole the bit the myth all the myths that came together. You know, Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell, so, right? You know, that's. I mean, that's just you got to you got to throw a little. It's like when the Star Trek uh, show came to town; they had to do it when they were uh, with the science place because they were had a. You know, there's always got to be some sort of like philanthropy behind it or some some something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's all you know. They're dead on. They're dead on. I mean, I was a Wizard of Oz nut. I read all the books the way people read Harry Potter now. Because mm-hmm. uh, you know the, the MGM movie came out when I was very little. Those trees scared the living shit out of me. <laughs> the Return to Oz, not thing. the witch. <laughs> no, no, the original, the MGM, the old one. Oh, you, when they did a theatrical re-release. No, it was shown on. They showed on TV once a year on Easter. Yeah, that's that's right. what I they watched. Did. I was always excited mm-hmm. about that every year because I loved it. That was my jam. Was the Oz uh, movie? But that's that movie is so not like the books. The right. books are different. I, and my parents bought me the books to, to help me read, and I would read them. So when Star Wars came, it was just like, get out of the way, Oz. I was, well, I was 11 when it came out. So I'm, I'm a little older than you. I was 11, going on 12 in November of 77. So, um, and I was, uh, I still am, I was crazy about the Marx Brothers, too. Yes. That was a big, yeah. Anytime I go to your, anytime I go to any of your art pages, and, and, and let us know where to find your stuff, by the way, real quick. Um, well, I have a Redbubble page. Uh, you may just put them on the, post them on the website uh, uh, in Facebook in, in the group. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I'll do it there. Yeah, just uh, you know, anybody wants to know, wants to see my work. I yeah, just, well, it'll I be it'll be on the page. Facebook page. Yeah, no problem. I have a Deviant Art page. I have. Yeah, I'll put it up there for for everyone. Yeah, I, yeah I get I mean, such a kick out of your Marx Brothers stuff. You're st- I, I, as much as I absolutely worship your Star Wars stuff. Your your Marx Brothers work has such a beautiful charm to it that thank you it's like you, get, you don't know how much that means to oh me. you 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 can't help but just be it's, it's it, it hits you in the feels every time i look at your marks brother stuff i'm like wow because you just don't <laughs> see that you, you just don't see the rev you know you don't Boy. see anyone have reverence for marks brothers in this day and age right what i Boy, remember you, right. is about the scene that marilyn monroe was in with them that short little walk in, walk on. Yeah. I need you to help me. Some men are following me. Like, <laughs> I can't, can't imagine why. why. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I watched the night at the opera with my dad when I did drive by 74, 75 and never looked back. Mm. Those guys, they are the original guys that thumb their nose at the, you know, the man, or, the establishment, you know, yeah, this, mm-hmm. the establishment, we're going to tear this up. Uh, the only opera I ever want to go see is one there that they're, they're going to tear up, you know, <laughs> and you just, you just felt good, you know, but, but no, that means a lot because I've, I have a huge, I found all the fans. I finally found them. They're all on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And when I draw that stuff or when I design that stuff, uh, they love it. I love it because it's very esoteric. It's it's when they wear it and they buy it from me and they wear it somewhere. If they connect with a fan, they're going to connect with a real fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, everybody wears Star Wars shirts. Star Wars is just so saturated and overwhelming. It's it, you know, the Marxes are a different thing. But I did get a little. Somebody got after me a while back and tried to uh, stop me from doing it. 
So that's another story, but, but um, no, it means a lot that you understand why I do that. And, yeah. Oh, of know, course. You, you, when you see, when you see someone's passion in their work, mm-hmm. there is, there is just a, an, uh, a, a pure beauty to what you're doing with, with what you're, with your, with your Marx Brothers work. I just, I, I absolutely love it. Uh, there's what's there is not, no other way to explain, to express your, how much you like something, mm-hmm. you right. know, it's like when the guys were doing the guys cosplay, that's how they love that. Mm-hmm. I never did that because it's just, it's, I couldn't wear something all day like that, but you know, they put themselves through that because yeah. they, mm-hmm. you got to do something, right. You mm-hmm. gotta, you know, people make films, they make, they get a, they make short films, people write, uh, whatever that's, I could draw it. So that's what I did. And, um, um, we were uh what's we what were we talking about and going to um the like-minded uh or the the close encounters we had in mesquite the other theaters mm-hmm. um uh north park and we were there probably there the same day dead took my brother and i i stood i sat in line and read empire i had the novel and i didn't get it that far you know, because we kept going in the North Park. My dad's like, "I'll hold your place in line." <laughs> and uh, it was it was funny because once my dad finally heard about Star Wars, he thought it was going to be like because he's like he liked Flash Gordon and all that stuff when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like he loved Raiders because he he used to go see those series. Take a, him and his him and his brothers take a train downtown Chicago and go see those sit in the theater all day and watch those old serials oh, and man. Flash wow. Gordon. Yeah, my mom said she like to do that. Where'd she live? Was it here? Oh, yeah, it was here. But she said they used to go and uh, do that on uh, in the 50s. Where'd she do? you know oh, where? Man. It was in Garland. She said there was an old movie theater in downtown Garland because that's mostly where she grew up. Oh, Garland I figured maybe she went to the Majestic the or Opry. something. I think that's the Opry now. It may be. Um, yeah, I think I know where it's, it's There's old, an Opry uh, in Garland? Downtown. Mm-hmm. Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah, she said they used yeah. to go there all day for a quarter. That's awesome. <laughs> Man. I love yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that was my dad. It cost a dime and we were there, you know. But I remember sitting. I didn't think I, I didn't think he would be. I didn't know what he'd think of Star Wars. But he really, you know, he took me back to see it at North Park again. And at one point, I leaned over to him and I said, Dad, what makes the Death Star move? And without <laughs> even flinching, he just goes, he just goes, oh, uh, uh, he goes, it's a huge treadmill and a, and a giant ass rat or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's the mother of all just, womp rats. Yeah. And I just. Oh, that's so great. Just, he just didn't even stop, you know, and I'm just like. That's okay, a good dad. Yeah, you know, like. Yeah, but he was. Yeah, he. Um, he liked it. You know, he my mom didn't. Um. I know you guys are, uh, Shannon, you said your family were, were fans oh, of yeah. sci-fi. What oh, was, yes. What did, were they like fans of, um, oh, you said the 50s stuff, like the old, like. Um, like the blob and. Planet oh, and yes, stuff. yes. And, my parents yeah. went and saw all that stuff every chance they got. And the That's zombies. Great. The old zombies, yeah. they're coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's so the kind of the stuff. The original yeah. Night of the Living Dead. Yes, that's the kind of stuff that they put on me at an early age, and they'd be like, "Is she too little to watch this? Ah, uh, she can handle yeah. it." 
What's a couple of nightmares? <laughs> Whoopty shit. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't face me at all. <laughs> no, no. No, no it didn't all. screw you up. No. Oh, shit. We're all, we're all fine. We're just... We're, we're, we adjusted just fine. Yes, shit. we're sitting here in the asylum. Yeah, I'm fine. Are you fine? <laughs> and you're having that conversation with yourself. Yeah, of course. I do it all the time. <laughs> I'm always right. Asked and answered. Yeah, so that's that's cool. But my mom just didn't understand it. I mean, I remember one time I was drawing something, and she says, "You know, you're gonna have to learn how to draw other things other than Yodas and shit." And I went, well, <laughs> you know, I'll show you, mom. Just, <laughs> you're never gonna make any money with that. <laughs> well, uh, well. <laughs> oh, that's so but fun. Dad was like, uh, no, I mean, Dad was like. Uh, yeah, the other's right. You got to try some other things. And I'm like, I did. I, you know, I was fine. But um, uh, he, um, yeah, he was my best. He was um, into that sort of thing. You know, he was transfixed like a kid. Um, and I was like, wow, I've never seen Dad watch a movie like this or, uh, you know, just sports, really. So, yeah, he was in, in, in all these, in the years and years and years later, I was at his house and Empire was on. It was like Christmas Day or something. And I'm just sitting there staring at it. And he comes and walks over and he says, it never gets old, does it? No, it doesn't. And I didn't even, I didn't, oh. I didn't even turn and look at him. I just said, nope, it never gets old. Because my brother and I are both like still up to our eyeballs in it every day. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's, you know, my son is a mini me. He's into it. And uh, he's graduating. Well, he's he's not graduating for a while. Is he UNT? He's 21. God. Uh my daughter is 24. She just graduated from Texas Tech. And I think she tried. She called me one day. She goes, Dad, my roommate and I want to watch uh, Star Wars. Which, how should I watch it? Where should I start? Oh, my God. You're going to ask me that? It's <laughs> like, one thing, why, don't you ask me, why don't you just ask me for money? What are you doing this for? You know, it's like, Pandora's box. And she's seen, you know, through osmosis, she's seen a lot through me you know when i was when she was little and stuff and i said that's up to you i said i'm not going to tell you what to do you're a grown you're you're a big girl you just if you want to start with i told her two ways to do it you know and she i think she chose the episode order Mm. and she kept texting me stuff like (laughs) when starts vader cut you know stuff just all this stuff you know she was she had such the trilogy the original trilogy in her head and she, I guess, had never really seen the episode, the prequels, um, like uh, her brother had, because her brother um, liked that stuff. She didn't, you know, mm-hmm. she didn't care that. Right. He said, "Take her to see all the other, all junk, like you know, girl stuff." But um, it's, uh, yeah, that's uh, the prequels were for my son, pretty much. I, I did, uh, did that with him, you know. I got pictures of the day they put tickets on sale for Sith with uh, Alec and I with Peter at the Legacy, uh, Cinemark Legacy. Mm-hmm. And may, uh, Peter was there uh, the day tickets went on sale. Yeah, because the uh, DFW Fan Force, like, he was like the, the honorary first person in line. Like they made sure that Peter yeah. Mayhew was the, the first ticket bought at the, at the Plano Legacy. Uh, and I want to say... He brought a like a life size standee, just a cardboard standee of Chewbacca that he autographed. He did. I got 
I think I got pictures of some mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, they they put it up like um, on. They have like a like a a balcony type area where they store a lot of stuff. And I know that they had that up there up top when you first walked into the theater. It was like the first thing that you saw during the entire run of episode three. Yeah, we got to get back to the fan force stuff because that was a lot of that was a lot of a good chunk of years there that we were in and out, you know, of stuff. Mm-hmm. It was all during, um, I, uh, trying to remember, I did badges. I think it was for that. Got every one of that them. It had Chewy. You got those. Oh, okay. yes. So that was for Sith, right? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And I had, did I get Peter to sign one of them or did, I don't know if I did. Um, but he, uh, I mean, we see them all the time, you know. And yeah, you know, I, I loved your story about going out to Granberry because I never had a chance to go out. To oh my where god! Lived. Oh Jesus! You know, I, I, you re- I, I don't know why you weren't there because you were already, you know, a part <laughs> of this whole thing. Uh, but I, I just, I, the, the, as as memorable as that was, the the night that we all went to dinner with him at the Outback. Is, mm-hmm. is is the that's where he told the story of the production assistant that was annoying the shit out of Alec Guinness. Yeah, I mean fucking employees. Well, and, they're the two. They're the two Brits, right? They had to hang out. Yeah, the two, Brits, <laughs> the two Brits, you know. So, but Kenny too. So you know, but yeah, yeah. I remember that. No, I never. Uh, I'd hang out with them at uh, other show. I went to one show at that really old hotel that's on the corner of um mockingbird and 75 it looks all orange and yellow inside and they were having some kind of weird show there one time i, had to, I think it was some sort of like medieval show or something and he's sitting out in the lobby kind of peter was nobody's there yeah nobody was there he had all stuff out i just walk up to him and he knew me as dr pepper he said, hey dr pepper what are you doing here <laughs> And it was my birthday. I had I thought this was going to be you know some sort of really cool show, and it was like kind of a dud. So I just sat there and talked to him for a while, and he was telling me all about you know we were we didn't even talk about Star Wars. We just telling he's talking about Granberry. He's talking about um, I think my uh, stepdaughter was dating. I don't know something. It was just all this other junk, you know. Mm-hmm. And finally, he goes here. He goes here, mate, and he signed Happy Birthday. And signed it on one of his eight by tens and gave it to me. Oh my, my gosh! Birthday. But I felt terrible for him because I think all these people were just walking by and they didn't they didn't care who yeah. he was. They they weren't there for Star Wars. It was some other weird show. And I guess they just figured, yeah, we'll throw him in. And I just I felt I thought, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna come sit here and watch him be be alone all day. He was there by himself. Like Angie stuff. wasn't with him because Angie's always with him. Angie was like anytime this Peter went even, anywhere. This wasn't a it wasn't a big event like that. It was this weird kind of. She might have been there some, you know, but he was, they were not, he was not surrounded by people. The people that were there were there for something else. And it was some kind of, you know, people that were buying like things for, to, uh, oh, what is like Scarborough Fair type stuff? What do you, what do you, what is that called? Um, when they go, uh, renaissance renaissance fair type stuff renaissance stuff yeah okay, yeah like renaissance stuff and um that's the book that's the book he gave me by the way honey if, what you're looking at oh. the the eight by ten that he's referring to i think is mm-hmm. behind the one of chewy uh-huh. uh, I, I pulled out the graphic novel that he that he gave us is that the picture of me yes yeah that's the <laughs> that's the picture i was talking you about should, you should put that picture on 
yeah, on I'll, the page. I'll, I'll have to scan it. Yeah, it, you need to scan that and put that in so yeah, you can show. Here's here's the, the actually just dug out the, the graphic novel that he gave all of us uh, when we were, we were at his house going through his collection. Oh, here it is. Yeah, here's the picture of him wearing the shirt. Yeah. That's I know that. I know I can see it in my head, man. I, I love mm-hmm. that story with the shirt. I, yeah, I told should, people that all week. You should definitely put both of them on there. Yeah. That would be fun. For Please. Yeah, this, I want to see them. Yeah. This, this couch is Peter Mayhew's couch. Wow. We are in, we are in his room. <laughs> wow, you touched his couch. Well, you, you know, and there, there was a detail of, of that story. I, you know, I just stepped all over your story, man. Go ahead. Finish yours before I start mine. No, I'm done. <laughs> I, it was just a, it was just, it was just that he was... He's just a big guy. He's just a big, lovable guy. Oh, he was. It, it, he was it, an absolute. It, it tra- he was a saint. He, he transcended Chewbacca. Yeah, and he wasn't even Chewbacca after a while. You're just like, hey, it's Peter. Mm-hmm. The, the here's and he'd say the the, the gist yeah, of it. Come the gist over of talk it. To me. Yeah, yeah. He would invite you over. It's not like he 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 wanted to make sure that you were completely at ease. That you were completely wow. comfortable around him. Because just leave this leave this sci-fi bullshit behind. Just talk to me as a person. Don't look at me like I'm the guy inside the suit. Just right. look at me as the guy. Just right. a guy. Not even the guy. Just a guy. Um, he made it painfully easy to do that. Yes, he did. He was very so chargeable. Oh, yeah. gosh. It was just, yeah. Yeah, just his, his, his Britishness, he wore that squarely on his sleeve. But he was a proud Texan. <laughs> That's one of the things I loved about it. Yeah, he loved it here. Yeah, he really did. He loved it. Um when we, I remember he he had this thing catered. He had like I don't know who made it. It was just this ginormous sub sandwich. It might have been, I don't know if it was Subway. I don't think it was Subway because it was it was too good. <laughs> I want to say it was probably Blimpies or something like that. But it was fucking huge. Well, there goes another sponsor. Yeah, I know. Screw me. Oh, well, screw but him. like yeah. it covered his kitchen island, and like he had like two of them, you know, because there was a whole shitload of us there. Mm-hmm. And I went into the kitchen. And his dog, he had a Rhodesian Ridgeback, uh, a, a breed I was not familiar with. I'd never seen a dog like this before. Oh Beautiful angels following me everywhere. Just Dogs were just always drawn to me. And I wish I could remember the dog's name. Um, but I went out to get another slice of the sandwich. And he had his big screen on. And there was an episode of The Simpsons on. Hmm. And it was the X-Files episode of The Simpsons. Who shows up in the X-Files episode of The Simpsons? Fucking Chewbacca. I didn't know that. So as I'm sitting here, as, as I'm si- funny, as I'm sitting in the kitchen, and I'm just kind of putting my sandwich together, and up walks Chewbacca. I was like, Peter! <laughs> he comes. On, he's like, he's like, yeah. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> he's like, hey, that had no, I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> oh, he should have gotten a check for that. I know, I know. That's, I think I, I mentioned something. Did you get paid? That. Yeah. The and you know there there was a beautiful story that when we were going through his collection, this is another thing that I forgot to mention, uh, when we were going through his memorabilia and and the the po- the golden popcorn bucket from the MTV mm-hmm. Movie Awards came out, and he said oh, he goes wow. he goes I got a really good story about that night, and of course all of us immediately just shut the hell up and we're like and we mm-hmm. just you know you know you know chins in our hands just staring at him. Story Go time. ahead, Dad, tell us the story. Yeah, and he goes okay, so I hadn't worn this. He's like. This is me talking as Peter. I hadn't worn the suit in years. And they got word to him that they wanted Chewbacca to get this Lifetime Achievement Award Mm -hmm. that Carrie was going to present to him. He's like, oh, well, hell yeah, I'll do this. So he... Uh, he goes to, I guess it was like at the, at the universal amphitheater or something in, in LA and they bring out the trunk 
that mm-hmm. the suit is in. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and I'm expecting this thing to just not fit me. He goes, it fit perfectly. It fit like a glove. And, you know, of, of course, you know, he walks in with his press credentials around his neck. or not his press credentials, just his credentials. He's not with the press. Uh, and nobody knows who the hell he is. They don't recognize him. So they're like, oh, yeah, right, you're Chewbacca. And then uh, I think one of his handlers showed up and, he, you know, they wheel him back. They get him into makeup and he puts the suit on and he just he transforms into into Chewbacca. And he's he's backstage and Will Smith is by the edge of the stage you know, kind of peeking through the curtain to see whatever's going on on stage. Mm-hmm. And he kind of, he goes, he goes, I kind of chuckled to myself. He goes, I'm about to freak this guy out. So he walks up behind Will Smith and just puts his paw on his shoulder. <laughs> Will Smith turns around and he goes, and I watched God. this grown man turn into a six-year-old right oh, in front of me. Oh, yeah. He that said he started freaking out. He had tears in his eyes. He he just he, he like he didn't know what to do. He didn't know how to react. Like he completely freaked Will Smith out. It's it's not every day you meet a legend, right? I mean, and, th- and this is this is yeah. you know Independence Day level Will Smith. This isn't right. just Fresh Prince of Bel Air star starting yeah, to but, rise. But Will Smith is our age, right? So yeah, so it's deep in there. Yes, oh, it, yes. it all just came flooding to the surface, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, he, he kind of said to himself, I did a good thing today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. That's awesome. Uh, he I knew just, it. Yeah. 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 He knew it. He knew he had status. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I dare anyone to, to, to find somebody that doesn't like Chewbacca. He is beloved by, by everyone. And he knew it. Peter knew it. Mm-hmm. Just, he, he, he wore the like you said. He wore it proudly. He was he wore his you know he was British, um, and then but yet he was. I remember some jackass I think asked him if he was going to wear his suit when he got uh, sworn in to be a U.S. citizen, and I think he just kind of told the guy to grow up. Like you know why I would never do that. It's uh, Peter Mayhew's becoming a citizen, not, not Chewbacca, Chewbacca, yeah, something right. like that. <laughs> you know, like that. And you, I mean, he took it very seriously, and I, I thought that was nice. He had. He, um, I mean, he loved Angie so much, and that, that was his draw to, mm-hmm. to come here, and you know, and he he just he loved everybody. I I, I got a buddy of mine who's about seven feet tall, and <laughs> you want to see what Peter looks like when he sees somebody that's close to looking him in the eye? It's a different story, <laughs> right? It's funny because even you know, and, Will was uh, pretty damn tall, but he wasn't that tall. <laughs> yeah, my buddy's pretty pretty big guy, and he um um. You, it's like all the cosplayers are going, uh, hey, do you want to come join our group? You want to play a Wookiee? <laughs> like, Please. <laughs> he's, he's like, no, I want to be Vader. And they're like, no, 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 you're too tall to be Vader. And he goes, I want to be Vader. You know, he gave up on it all, but he's, um, he's, he's an old, I've known him since, uh, oh my gosh, since junior college, I guess, or something like that. So, but yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big boy. He wanted to be a firefighter, but you know, that's dangerous. If you're that tall. You can, yeah, yeah. You can't be a firefighter. You, you can get stuck somewhere. Right. Um, Clock your head on a on a door frame and knock yourself out. Right. Um, so that. So yeah. Those. Do you, Do you remember? Did you go to the show? Did you go to the first show that Ben Stevens did? The one I had Browse, just Browse. Uh, was it at the? Was back? it at Plano? No, 
it was over at a hotel that was behind that Best Buy out there on Mid uh, Midway Road. No, I never did. I know where you're talking about, but no, I never, I never, I never went to any Ben Stevens show that wasn't at the at the Plano Expo Center. Yeah, they grew pretty quick, and he had to find another place to have them. This wasn't a big place, and I don't think I would even. I mean, he just had Prouse as a guest. Mm-hmm. So my brother and I found out about this. This was uh, this is where I met Parks, Jeff Parks. Uh, oh, Park Sabers, yeah. Walking around with, walking around with lightsabers on this. So it was like a this day. I'll never forget this day. This is one of my moments. So, uh, and we didn't really know Prouse. You know, we're just waiting to see a big guy. We're trying to remember what he looks like. And so my brother got, we must have got out there about seven o'clock in the morning and nobody was there, you know, and we're in the lobby of this hotel. We're like, is that him? We see any big guy we think that might be him. <laughs> and my brother had his Vader helmet to get signed. Uh, he's got the mask uh, from that he, that he had for years. I think I just wanted to get, I used to get those lobby cards signed that you could get out. Remember when, remember, remember when, with all the movie posts. Oh God. Yes. Farmer's branch. Mm-hmm. I used to buy them the lobby cards. Cause they were 11 by 14. They fit right in a frame. So I had the Vader with from Jedi. It was Vader and Luke where he's got them, he got them cuffed uh-huh. right out of the, the elevator. Someday right. I'm going to get man, Mark Hamill to sign that. But, um, so anyway, we finally get to, uh, up to get, uh, I'm saying this is like 96, okay, because uh, what happened later that day was was awesome. But it was basically it was Father's Day, which a lot of – maybe that's why we there weren't a lot of people there. It was Father's Day. So we asked my dad, you know, could we celebrate Father's Day on Saturday? Because we're going to go see the other father <laughs> on Sunday. We're going to see the dark father on <laughs> Yeah, and he understood. He's like, yeah, sure, I don't care. He goes, it's probably easier to go out it's on Saturday anyway. Who wants to go fight all those people, you know? So we finally got the meat prowls and he, uh, he was still, I mean, he was strong, healthy, mm-hmm. everything, you know, and my brother and I both sat on his lap together <laughs> and shut up because he's, he had two sit on two chairs. Cause that man's, you know, that man's it's, he's, he's a, he's, he's a, a beast. Big guy. Yeah. He's a beast. Yeah. And, uh, so we got up, shook his hand and we left and I'm looking at my my brother, and I said, "Are you thinking what I'm thinking?" He goes, "Yeah." He smelled like dad, and I went, "Yes, he must be wearing Aramis, which is what my dad always wore." <laughs> so, so oh, my no. dad, <laughs> oh no, so my dad, you know, and and then Prowse were the same cologne, right? And they they my you know the two dads. So that day. Um, I get, you know, get home from there and this is, uh, my first wife and there's a big old box wrapped on my fireplace hearth at home. And I said, what is this? And she goes, open it. I said, what? She goes, open it. And it's a shop vac. (laughs) I said, what is this for? She goes, it's your first father's day present. Surprise. You're going to be a father. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And that girl, that little girl, my daughter. Uh huh. Was born on January thirty first, nineteen ninety seven, the day Star the Wars. Day special, special edition came out. <laughs> I had it. I still have the ticket. Damn. So do I. And uh, <laughs> I still got mine somewhere. Un- unripped. Unripped. Oh wow. Whatever. But I, yeah, I was in. A, I was yelling push, push, push. Uh, Ten thirty a.m. And being a dad for the first time. 
that day. And everybody told me it was going to happen on that day. They were right. And, uh, <laughs> wow. So I didn't get to see it that day, but um, that was, uh, that's fine. To this day, I still call her my star child. Oh. So, <laughs> see, that one I did used... see at the Galaxy. I did see that one at the Galaxy. I did too. Is that where your ticket was from? I had tickets North Park, man. Oh, shit. Nope. And, and, and I was literally right across the highway. I was a Presbyterian. You were a Presbyterian? Not yeah. the church. Just shut up. Not the church. <laughs> <laughs> Presby. That's where both my kids were born. So everybody's like, dude, you should have named her Leia. And I'm like, no, no. That's no, kind no. of cliche, isn't it? Well, that's a little on the nose, isn't it? So, yeah, um, yeah, it kind of is. It's, so I, um, of course, my first wife wouldn't have any of that. We, we named her Aaron, which I love that name. And um, uh, so does Aaron uh, uh, Will, Wilma Deering. She got to meet Wilma Deering, Aaron uh, from Buck Rogers. <laughs> She got excited. Oh, wow. She had the same name as her. Um, <laughs> she used to go some of these shows with me. I say she went into this stuff when she was little. She been those listen. Little kids get you to the front of the line anytime. I got to meet all the Star Trek women because I had my kids with me, and they're just like, "Oh, aren't you guys cute?" And I'm just going, "Gates McFadden, Marina Sirtis, and Disney's Crosby. You are three hot chicks. <laughs> all three of you. This is right all the there, rumors. you know." <laughs> You ought to be ashamed no, of yourself. My, um, <laughs> they you were, you, you they ought to be. I know you're life, not, man. but you ought to be. <laughs> no. Upset because you didn't think of it? Yeah, I'm hating on him. Gates McFadden, Gates McFadden looks awesome in real life. She just looks way better than she does on, t- on TV. So when my son was born, though, I um, slipped one over because my, my first wife wasn't in the Star Wars at all. So I named my son uh, Alec Ben. <laughs> so I did well played well played <laughs> he's uh, alec benjamin but we call you know alec is uh his name so uh and people get it you know they go i see what you're doing <laughs> to this day she doesn't she never caught on she never caught on she still doesn't know even during so, the reveal scene after the crate dragon whoop and he comes walking up at Ben, Ben Cano, she never looked at you. He's like, you piece been, of shit. <laughs> she's only went to see one movie with, she only went saw one movie with me. This is my first wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, she took me to see Generations. That's it. She's never went to see any Star Wars film. Mm. She wasn't into it. She wasn't into it. Not at all. Golly. Not at all. No, just no, but she, you know, I mean, if to be fair and kind if, as much as I can to an ex wife, she did let me have what I wanted. Then, you know, she didn't get in the way of it. So she didn't, yeah, you know, put her foot down. So you can't, you know, hurt this or this or me or any of that crap. You know, she was fair about it. She just didn't want it. She, she didn't care for it. That's all. So, so I named, so I thought, okay, I'll get back at you. I'll name our son after. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's funny, like, you know, Shannon had mentioned something like, you know, where she just kind of looks around the office that we're that the studio is in and you see like my my bookshelf that it's to my immediate right of the of the board that we're recording through is nothing but Star Wars books. The the shelf beside it has got Gro- yeah. Grogu and the little animatronic Chewbacca that we had out at our wedding, uh, you know, in, in memory of Peter. And the I've, I've got the the piggy banks that interconnected of Qui-Gon and, Dar- and Maul and Obi-Wan from episode one on the bookshelf's opposite that has nothing but print stuff underneath it and stuff. And I, you know, and I, I love my collection. You, on the other hand, 
<laughs> I ain't got oh, well, listen, shit compared to you. No, 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 no. One of one of us on this show has been on TV for their collection, and I'll give everybody a hint: it wasn't me. Wasn't me. Oh, that was the. Um, I'll talk about that in a minute. I got, I've got some. I've got. I've got my Chewbacca up here on a. Uh, that makes the noise. Is that the same one, the little animatronic yeah, one, the the fur real one? I think yours is. He doesn't move. He just pushes belly and he he makes a noise. That's okay, all. like this one. Well, he doesn't move. Move like he he moves his mouth and his eyes is the one that I've got. No, no, no. This is just a stuffed animal that has a thing inside of it. So okay. Um, no, the guy that did that show, or that segment, I've known since third or fourth grade. Maybe he lived in the uh, next block mm-hmm. and um, he works in Austin. He's an anchor man for uh, spectrum one news. I think spectrum one. Uh, it is the, he's the, the guy that gets up at 2 AM, you know, and goes in and he's on in the morning. And this guy, his family was like my second family. A lot. They were so kind to me. Uh, and he's 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 one of those dudes that knew what he wanted to do. He was reading books about Edward R. Murrow like in fifth grade and stuff. Good you know, lord, he knew he wanted to be uh, on TV. And um, he was his now his older brother. I don't know how many years older his older brother was. I'm going to send you a link to this guy's site. Okay, if you want to see some art? He's a portraiture. He's a portraiture artist. He wasn't then. And he went through the advertising cycle and he did a lot of stuff for a lot of faith-based publications and stuff like that. But his brother is un-fucking believable what he can do with a paintbrush. And I used to end up in his room watching him paint and draw and he, my friend would get upset. I thought we were going to do something, you know. But um, his, his family still lives in Sunnyvale. Really? And he was here. Yeah, yeah. They lived they moved out there um sometime. You know, we when we were kids he was in a ski in the in my neighborhood, but then I guess sometime in the, when he was in high school, they moved out to Sunnyvale. Uh and he um Shannon's looking at me all bug out because she lived in Sunnyvale for a while. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could remember exactly it was you know, right off of um what's the road that it was the only place out there way back. And I remember there was a little airstrip there that people used to use to do RC planes. Um, you could hear these on planes all the time out there. So, I knew there was one right across this, right across, uh, is it 80 from Sunnyvale Farms? Yeah. I, yeah. I knew, I, I knew that's there where was, he lived. Yeah. I knew there was a strip out there. I, I remember seeing that all the time because we would close. go right a three wheeler out there at Sunnyvale Farms. And we just lived right on the edge of Beltline and Barnes Bridge. On the Sunnyvale. Oh God, side. I know that. Mm-hmm. Yes, my parents. Built, I used to ride my bike. My parents built. I think it's the fifth house down from the corner. It's a nice brick house with a circle driveway. That's the one my parents built in '87. I think it was. God bless. Boy, I was, I was riding my bike out there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I well, did. I used to go cycling out there. It was great. They had this big hill right there on that belt line, right there. You know, mm-hmm. and um, uh. But um, anyway, he he calls me. I, I haven't seen him in years. We have the week on Facebook and all that stuff. He calls me like around, I think it was Easter Sunday, actually. And he, go, or he texted me and he said, hey, my producer wants to do a 
segment for May the 4th. And he goes, and I thought of you. Do you want to uh, do an interview about what your collection? And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, this is, I got a month to do this, right? He, he'll come out, he'll come out closer to May the 4th, right? No, he goes, I'll be there Tuesday. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I gotta, I've got to dust. I had to get some things, put them away, put some things out, you know, and I'm, I was like up till four o'clock in the morning getting, trying to get screen sa- I left the Star Trek screensaver on my one computer and this friend of mine goes, you dumbass. You, you couldn't even get that right. Did you know all the other shit I had to get right? Jerk off. Yeah, I said, that's what I told him. I said, that's a, I said, only you would see that, you know, this you is see a, the one thing I didn't story. get to. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah. So he came out and we talked and then, I mean, he's a, he's a fantastic guy and he did it all on his iPhone. He is one of those brand new, I feel like the four, three or four lenses in the, Oh, like the 12, the iPhone 12 or whatever? Pro. A 12 Pro or something, I guess. I don't mm. I, I get. I don't know what. But no, he's just walking around doing, taking close-ups, doing this, doing that. We, he was here for about an hour and a half, and it was good to see him. We talked about a whole – I mean, there's a lot of stuff that didn't even make it into that segment. But um, um, I had no idea how it would – he made me look a lot better. I felt like a big, you know – idiot motor mouth and talking about <laughs> but you saw where i pulled the album out that was true that's cool he gave me the he didn't care for star wars and somebody gave him that album and he said uh oh thank you know he wasn't gonna what what did he, what, nice what, he sold it to you for it. five bucks is that what it was yeah i saw i i couldn't find it i couldn't buy the album anywhere i couldn't i wanted the music um because i you know they didn't sell stuff like that back then or nobody thought about buying that stuff Mm -hmm. um you know and i saw i I immediately see i i honed in on trading cards music posters my brother did the toys Mm -hmm. pretty much i don't know what you did did you get uh what'd you zero in on i was the same way dude like i've i i I didn't get as much figure stuff as i as i wanted but i was real big into the trading cards i've got every original trilogy soundtrack album on vinyl um i've got uh the story of star wars and the story of jedi i never got the story of empire um and i oh, i got a story got and a story i've got about that too. oh shit <laughs> and i've got i've got uh raiders and temple of doom on vinyl mm-hmm. and they they did like a those were cool yeah oh yeah I, when, when you come no over narrator. here when you finally come over here and we you know we sit in the in the studio together you know where forever young records is in grand prairie man that sounds familiar i'm gonna say i sounds like sounds familiar but if i've ever i don't i'm not just the name of it sounds familiar well they did an expanded version of the of the raider soundtrack it's like a like I, I, it's at least a two disc. It's got it's got a gatefold cover. It's got musical cues that weren't on the original release ever. Uh, it's like we sat here one night. Shannon and I sat here one night and just listened to it from start to finish. And then we could identify what scene was in the movie yeah. as the music was playing. Yeah, it's we were pretty bad. We were doing the dialogue <laughs> as we were listening to the score, and I'm just like, God, we're dorks. <laughs> it was fun though. Yeah, Raiders. Yeah, that's. Uh... I mean, Raiders lends itself to that really easily. Yeah, that's, you have a that's a vinyl, the vinyl uh-huh. you got. Of yeah, uh huh. Neat. 
Like it's yeah, it's, it's a recent uh, release. Like they did. I don't know if it was a full on remaster or what, but it's it's an expanded score compared to what we got in the eighties. You could probably find it still. Somewhere. Probably, probably. Well, I found it there. I found I it. I think I have it on CD. Actually, I think I have it on CD, not vinyl, because I don't have a um a, a phonograph. We need to change right that. now. Mm-hmm. We, we, well, I, don't you, know where, you, I don't know where I'm going to put this stupid thing. It's just like, <laughs> um. Is it Mark? Is is it produced by Mark Massier? I'm not trying to say this. There's a there's a podcast I have to turn you on to, Chad. Called um, it's all it's all movie scores. Oh, and they'll take a movie score. No, it's one of the best podcasts you'll ever. Oh no no no! Please enlighten me, because I'm all about that. It's killing me what it's called. I'm sitting here. Why don't just open iTunes? I'm so stupid. Uh, Let's see. um well it's not showing up um god the guys the guys um i me just tell you about it though i'll send you a link later yeah yeah but, just text um, it to me we can talk about it next time but he's no this guy's been working for lucasfilm he was a sound editor for like lucasfilm like games uh and he knows his music he's a, he's like a great like a he's probably he's probably closer to your age than mine and he's younger than me but he's like, um, um, he's been messing with Skywalker Ranch for years doing video game sound. So he's big in the sound. And he actually like tells you what Williams was thinking when he did certain, you know, I think his Empire podcast, I think there's four of them. His Empire so big. That's his favorite. And he Same will here. tell you everything. He will tell you what, everything they wanted you to think. I mean. You're going to hear stuff on this pod. You, you thought you heard everything about Star Wars? You're going to hear it from a guy who listened to Star Wars and what he thinks. And he's a pro. His name is, oh, God, is it Michael C. I, I, I should write some of this stuff down. There's just so much, Chad. So he, he, so he literally just deconstructs the entire score and just. He deconstructs every, and he's obviously a Williams nut because he did. He did a couple shows on Superman. He did a couple shows on Raiders. He did oh, Jurassic Park. God, I've got to get this. I got to get. No, on. no, I'm gonna. It's um, it's. I think it's called the Soundtrack Show or something. It's. You know what? Talk about something for a second. I don't want to look. <laughs> this is, this is <laughs> right up my alley. No, this is um. I have a Facebook friend named Ward Jones, and I swear to God, he worked for Lucasfilm in some capacity. Now he's just a big super fan, and he is a friend. This guy who does the podcast is um, on Comlink, which is a uh, one awards Facebook fan pages, Star Wars fan pages. And the guy's got his own um, Facebook page. He hasn't put one out in a while. That's why he's not popping up. He hasn't put out one of these uh, podcasts in a while. Say, um, I think it's called the, I think it's called the soundtrack show. And um, there it is, the soundtrack show. Okay. On um, and he uh, yeah, he just talks about uh, I can't find the guy's name. I don't want to waste time with this, but um, yeah, you'll um, you're gonna thank me again with it. This is this is you got to hear this stuff. You're gonna be transfixed. Um, oh, he did iHeart, iHeartRadio.com. That's where it's been um, 
the podcast is originated from. Okay. So it's not on iTunes. But you can listen to it. It's on iTunes, but I think it, it was originally an iHeartRadio. Okay. Like they, they're the ones that sponsor the, the show. Okay. I found him. Um, I found him. You found him? Mm hmm. Yeah. Provider iHeartRadio. You go to his Facebook page. Right. Yeah. The Queen's Gambit. He's talking about the music there. That was really good. I saw that. So uh, anyway, yeah, this is. um. Definitely, you must. Since you're talking about Raiders and listening to like what you're supposed to be thinking about, and he'll, I don't. Did you ever study music at all? Did you play music at all? Well, Shannon and I were in choir in in junior high and high school, so you know we 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 had a we had a remarkable music teacher in high school, Miss Rosemary Heffley, who uh, passed away a few years ago. That made us gave me a deeper appreciation for for music as an art form rather than just a form of entertainment uh right and she she made you respect the music respect the composer uh and respect yourself as you were presenting that music so music has always been a really really big big part of my life not just you know not just as a prince fan or whatever but just as music in general i mean the Obviously, that's what I was raised on was was film scores. You know, I I was obsessed mm-hmm. with with classical music. My mom got me like the hooked on classic albums, if you remember those. And then she she got me listening, oh, yeah. to, and then she got me listening to big band swing, and then you know hooked on swing, and then Star Wars happened, and I be and I got an even deeper appreciation for classical music because, thank God, John Williams, you know, brought an orchestral score to to the masses and made us really fall in love with how that sounded um and uh, it's we go back to the very first of the show it changed it changed the way people listen to music mm -hmm. that kind of music too it did because it evokes the the scene in the movie it's like you relive it in your mind when you hear the soundtrack oh my goodness yeah Yeah, he wanted to use wagner and stuff like um you know like uh what's this like 2001 you know he wanted to put in because all that stuff was free and then I think, you know, Spielberg said, yeah, he wanted to like write it of Valkyries and all that stuff by Wagner. And, you know, I think that's what he used for temp tracks because that's the kind of, that's the tone of music he wanted, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Wagner and um, a lot of the composers used to use those light motifs back then where if you had a character in the, in the opera or a character in the symphony, you would hear their theme. And, and Williams picked up on that. And so did Howard Shore doing Lord of the Rings. Because everybody, I mean, mm-hmm. even even the Force has a theme. Even, you know, everything has a theme. And they weave it all together like, you know. that's I think that's the thing. It's almost like like audio storytelling in a way. And I think that's what hooked me was how, cause I, you know, my, my dad, my dad and, I had an uncle who for years was a music librarian at Roosevelt University in Chicago. Whenever I go visit him, he would, sit me down and say now listen to this because he was a, he was an educator and he'd say listen to this and i want you to tell me what you think and you put like peter you know you listen to peter and the wolf when you were little and yes each instrument is that's oh yeah yeah that's kind of what that's let's light motif it's like each instrument is represents a as a theme or uh represents somebody in the story and um williams wanted to do it so so badly he didn't want lucas doing it with like 
stuff to people that heard, you know, it's a riot of Valkyries. It's like, where are the Nazis going to get here? You know? That's yeah, like, no kidding. Yeah, that's true. So, so yeah, he's, you know, and you, you hear to this day, Lucas, whenever they bring up Williams, he's like saying, you know, I'm just, just you know, this was the best call I made doing this movie was to bring John Williams in because Spielberg mm-hmm. said he did, he did Jaws. And then look what he did for Jaws, right? So, yeah. And then he did Close Encounters, but they opened. Did, didn't Star Wars and Close Who Who opened first on those two? I don't know. I, and that's something that I think everybody in this room probably should know. Um, but, I should know that. I'm yeah. thinking that Star pretty Wars close, was right? first. Yeah, St- Star Wars and, was and, naturally uh, was in May. I'm thinking um, either 78 or 79. No, well... Well, you know what? We have this magical device right here that would tell us. Yeah, if we only if we only my had this this cool little machine. Says, that, <laughs> we only had a cool cool little machine that, that was connected to a network that would answer these questions. This is saying seventy-seven. Yeah, but when? When in seventy-seven did Close Encounters drop? If you go to IMDb, it'll actually give you the release date. Here we are creating more dead air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, y'all talk, and I'll keep looking. You know what's 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 cool is that I would see what Williams was doing like before or after, like say Empire, and you hear little hints of Empire. Mm-hmm. He did the Fury. He did see this the score for a um, horror movie called The Fury, and I I swear you hear seeing the clouds and stuff like that. You just it's almost like little remnants that let that he left you know that he still has in his brain. Mm-hmm. And he brings into some of the stuff. Horner used to do it. Um, I could the, the film score guys fascinate me. And and Chad, I can't sing. You said you were in choir. Mm-hmm. I used to sit. I used to stand so close to my friend Russell because he was in choir and he could sing like a bird. And I couldn't. Sing. I say I sang like three cats having sex and two were angry at one of them just it was like <laughs> it's a, so a feline threesome gone wrong <laughs> yeah really wrong gone wrong it sounded horrible so shannon found um, the release date by the way it's december of 77 when close encounters which is struck. why okay. i was thinking it was 78 yeah, it was really close that's yeah. probably when i got sure. around to seeing it was you know and, and you know in in going back to what you were just saying ed like i picked up on a lot of that with john barry like mm, i love john barry like I love King Kong, every version of King Kong. And I, I've got a, a, a special affinity for the one from 76. And that was probably the first John Barry score that I was ever really exposed to. Or maybe I'd been exposed to other scores and I just didn't realize it was him. Mm-hmm. But um, when you go and when, like when you listen to, when you, when you watch uh, Somewhere in Time, that's my favorite. Uh, God damn. And Barry's a fucking genius. Oh yeah. And then that, that's a masterpiece. And when yeah. you get to dances oh. with wolves and just oh. the the way he, the way he oh, uses yes, brass is, is oh. yep. The way he uses those those French horns. I, like I'm getting chills right now just mm. thinking about those. Me too. I, I mean too. I, I love He's, his shit. Barry's and I mean all the Bond stuff. Mm-hmm. All the um black hole. Um, oh God! I forgot he did Black Hole. You know. <laughs> we just watched that. A yeah, few we did. Months ago, too. Yeah, we did. I mean, and we, and we just watched Somewhere in Time on our anniversary. That's one of our anniversary movies. And we have to. Yes, it's we such do. a good movie. It it's really a, is. That's that score. They make an extended version of that score somewhere. Um, that I have. Somewhere. What? Oh. Yeah, they put it out of. 
Uh-oh. Oh, I need boy. to write this stuff down. Yeah, yeah, you kind of okay. do. <laughs> Hang on. Okay, Goldie, Blan- Goldie Blanton. Uh, someone's <laughs> That's one of the other ones I want to get on vinyl. Yes. Okay, brother, brother, I'm going to put you in contact with a couple of websites. You're going to be busy. <laughs> and broke, apparently. <laughs> no, no. You're not going to spend a dime. Okay. At most, you'll spend $17.10 for um, something. So, anyway. Okay. Um, you have my yeah, attention. There's a somewhere in, yeah, there's a somewhere in time extended. I Here, you want to go really geek out? And then with this, something I was crazy about, I found a three-disc Henry Mancini set, The Great Race, not that Shit. long ago. Which was another one of my favorite things growing up, was well, watching that movie when it came on. I so. had an expanded score of, of King Kong for a while, and I can't find it now. I, I Like, I had I had the digital files, and I lost mm-hmm. them. And I really, I'll find it for you. I really want that again. And it's, the, the I'll co- find it. The cover art is one of the rarest, because sh- you know how all the, uh, all the cover art on, uh, or all the poster art was, Kong had that same look on his face. It was the same face on every piece of art they did, whether he was standing, uh, straddle, straddling the Twin Towers, straddling them. Mm. He was that big on the poster art for King Kong. <laughs> um, or if he's busting through the wall or wrecking the uh, the train, mm-hmm. the elevated train, or he's fighting the snake. It was that same face. That same really big mouthed, gape mouthed face on every piece of art that they put out. It was the same artist that just recycled the face on every body that he drew, except for this one that's on the expanded soundtrack. And it's him climbing the World Trade Center and his, like, if you're looking at it from the the perspective of the artist being the camera, his back is to the camera. And he's just kind of looking at uh, Dwan, Jessica Lange, on his shoulder Mm. as he's scaling the side of the Twin Tower. You, like you really don't get a good look at his face at all. It's one of the few pieces of art that were that was produced for for uh, Laurentius's King Kong, where you don't see his face full on. Hmm. It is my favorite. I love, piece of I art. love that the movie. I do too. And rest in peace, Charles. Rest in Grug, peace, Charles Grodin. Amen. Yes, yes. You know? We just watched that yeah, last. Week. I just watched it last week. I just, I have to. I, I just that movie. After it, it, it was like the triple threat cool for film. me. It was it was a triple threat for me. We had Jaws in '75, King Kong in '76, and Star Wars in '77. Just boom, bang, <laughs> knockout blow, and that's what made me fall in love with film. That's truly what made me fall in love with film, because up to that point, it was all just the stuff from the '30s and '40s. I, I was raised on a steady diet of the black and white Harryhausen and Universal Studios monster stuff, and then we got this new wave of, you know storytelling with jaws and king kong and star wars and it's it was like every every young young boy's wet dream come true and before that we had the apes yeah planet of the apes stuff but which, but the apes stuff kind of happened outside of our consciousness we were too young whenever they came no when well, they when it was when new, they were released yes. yeah we, we knew nothing about it i i grew up watching planet of the apes on television yeah me too so but these were things that f- truly felt like they belonged to our generation, they, they we, mm. you know, be, Star Wars for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Jaws is what made me so scared I wouldn't sleep on a waterbed anymore. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh man, 
I wasn't allowed to see that. I wasn't allowed to go. I didn't see that till I was on television. Saw that at the Inwood. Uh, Saw that at the Inwood downtown. No, man. Oh, boy. And I didn't revisit that theater until 24 years later when I went and saw the only theater in town that was showing the Blair Witch Project in 99. Mm. And... I didn't, it didn't click for me until I got into the lobby and I looked up and I saw the balcony. I was like, son of a bitch. This is where I saw Jaws when I was six. Yep. Or five, actually. Was, I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't six yet. But but as soon as I, I saw the stairs to the balcony, I was like, holy crap. I haven't been in this theater since Jaws. And I don't think my parents had cared about it. So they didn't take, you know, they weren't going to take me to see it. Plus they heard that it was scaring the hell out of kids. And they were like, you're just going to have to wait till you're older to go see that. Well, I was actually you spending know, the weekend just, with my aunt and uncle whenever that movie came out, and they wanted to go see it. So they, they're they the ones that took me to go see it. And I told my mom about all the stuff that had happened. So, like, you remember the scene where Ben Gardner's head pops out of the hall in, in, in the bottom of the boat Jeez, yeah. when Hooper's digging, trying to dig the tooth out? I told her that was coming. And she she tried to... She tried to warn my dad about it. And he's like, no, I don't want to know. Don't tell me nothing. Don't tell me nothing. And... The head pops out, and he's got this ginormous. He's wearing a white T-shirt, and he's got this ginormous orange soda in his hand. And that head pops out, and that orange soda went flying all over his shirt. And he's like, "Why didn't you tell me? You told me not to tell me." Yeah, tried to karma. That's what you get. What you get for being a dick. (laughs) But like some of my fondest memories really do come from from. From movie going, I mean, mm-hmm. either either watching them in a theater, or honestly, now it's like I don't know about you, and it's got nothing to do with the the pandemic or the lockdown or anything. Home theater has gotten so damn good that it it takes it takes a pretty big major event tentpole feature to drag me into a theater, and the only one that consistently can do that for me is Star Wars. And the, well, I, I, I can't say that the Marvel ones do a pretty good job of drawing me in as well. But yeah, but Star Wars has always consistently been one of those things where if it's out, I'm going. Even mm-hmm. if I hear it sucks, mm-hmm. I'll still go. Yep. And it, that's just yeah. that's the power that this that this franchise, that this phenomenon, that this pop culture tidal wave. That's because we keep hoping they're going to get it right. We keep giving them chance after chance. They've been treating us like a bad. Huh. Boyfriend, the last couple of movies, I was like, "What are y'all doing?" Well, I I know that we were we were there was a topic that we were going to address, but believe it or not, guys, we're an hour and twenty minutes into this thing. Oh, I believe it, and so, we can talk for yeah. the rest of the so night. So we probably need to wrap this episode up, and we'll pick up where we left off. And yes, I know in the first episode we talked about we were going to cover the Bad Batch, but considering that the episodes of the Bad Batch are kind of small, mm-hmm. we're going to kind of wait until. Uh, we'll probably address it once this next episode uh, happens, and we'll we'll just do a four and one and address them all. And again, we kind of need to apologize to 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 those of you that follow us because normally this this will have this would have gone up yesterday, but I had a boo boo this week. Yes, you did. I broke my toe. Tell me about that. Yeah, let's hear about that. <laughs> That's really What'd not. You a, do? I just rammed it into a freaking door. Coming out of a bathroom at, at, at where I work, and it's a very romantic story. Yeah, isn't it though? There's 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 so much <laughs> there's so much depth and tragedy there, um, but it 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 fractured my toe. I uh, put a chip in it, and it popped a tendon loose. So I, yes. it really hurt. It sounds worse hurts, than it, yeah. it, oh, no, it, it sounds worse than it really does. Then it sounds worse than it feels. 
it, it don't feel great, but it's not like I'm, you know, just limping around screaming and crying and, and moaning in agony, but it sucks. But, you know, I'd rather have not have done it than actually done it. But, uh, it, it put a little, put a little bit of a, of a, a limp in our release schedule. No pun intended. Uh, yeah, screw <laughs> it. That pun was intended. I don't give a shit. Sue me. Yeah. Um, yes, that poor little piggy went way, way all yeah, the way home. Yeah, it did. Yeah, she she couldn't wait to use that joke. I couldn't wait. I'm sorry. <laughs> when he said he broke his pinky, uh, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have yeah, some fun with yeah. that all, all out of piggies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, all out of piggies. <laughs> but, yeah, I, 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 think we, I think we have found our rhythm here, guys. Uh, uh, Ed, I hope, you, I hope you don't mind setting aside an hour of your time a week to – to, to sit down and have a fireside chat with us to to, to 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 revisit this galaxy every chance we get. Because I think we can hey, talk man, somebody, forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's gotta listen to me, right? So, <laughs> you know, so, I think my wife's thanking you right now. So, you know, <laughs> and she's not so, into this at so, all, I take it. She's she's care, uh continuing she that tradition. Lord of the Rings. She's a Lord of the Rings fan. Big she is a on tried and true rings fan I how mean, are you on it, that then watched it oh i love it i i think that if hmm. i was born later we love it i think too. that if i was i think that if i was born later i would have been a, a big rings fan like yeah. if i'd missed the star wars because mm-hmm. i mean she had it on the other day and i'm looking at this thing and i'm going it's just as good as it ever as it was when and i went and saw you were talking about going to the damn midnight things I went so every one of those. So did I at the um, legacy. I missed the I missed half a Christmas party because of Return of the King. I didn't think it was gonna be that long. <laughs> because the, it was because long. Of the nine yeah. indies they had. Yeah. yeah. Saw that on a uh, on, on a work night. Yeah, where'd you see? Where'd you say you saw it? Legacy. Where? Legacy, Plano Legacy. Oh, at um the fellowship? Well, I know for or a fact Return, Return of the, of the King. Return of the King I did, yeah. I want to say Two Towers might have been at the Galaxy. I can't. It, I think I went to Tinseltown or down a tollway there. I, for the life of me, I can't remember where I saw was, Fellowship. I cannot remember because that where was closer it. to my where the work, where my Christmas dinner work dinner was at, party was at. And that's what I'm supposed to be. I walk in <laughs> to the dinner after seeing Return of the King, and they're like, "Well, it's about time you made it." And everybody was eating already. And I said, "I'm going to call it right now. This movie's going to win Best Picture." <laughs> and they went they went nope it'll never happen i yeah. said you anybody want to take a bet nobody bet nobody bet me i said you go see it you cowards know, you, you, <laughs> you see what i'm talking about no it's 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 some of the best stuff ever put on film it's absolutely it's unbelievably mm-hmm. it is it has got a flow and a cadence to it like that just and you just roll with it i my wife knows a lot better than i do i, I will walk in i'll say is he turned white yet, or is he gained off the white yet, or what's, what's go, you know what's going on that you know? What's I, the holdup? Are they so, still walking? Are the so trees still walking? <laughs> yeah, I know. There's so much of it, but no, I, I still watch it. I feel like I'm watching it for the first time almost. It's it's it's, it's, it's terrific. Then maybe we need to visit that with her as well. Yeah, we could do that. That'd be great. I'm I'm thinking there there might be the 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 the, the germination of a new spoilers of but you know it's not like we're going to spoil what i can we're not going to spoil anything from tolkien you know (laughs) but you know i'll do i'll do what i can we do have the amazon series coming up soon yeah we do so we've got every i was working on that at work i was working on some of that what a while back we were do we were trying to get in with uh this is a whole other story 
I know nothing about it. I'll just I'll okay. All right, <laughs> we'll table that. <laughs> I know nothing. Thank you, Colonel Clink. We'll, we'll take your work. Yeah, but we were gonna we were gonna try to we were gonna try to work on it with Amazon. With Amazon. Wow. And because um, we knew some people when Fox disbanded and Disney sent them scattered into the wind in their golden parachutes. Because mm. um, I worked I worked at 20th Century Fox for about eight years at where I work now. It was the best part of that job, and they're gone. But a lot of them took off, and one of them ended up at Amazon, I think. Yeah, and yeah. We tried to get in and do some stuff. Do do like a real quick, a quick, uh, quick Cliff Notes uh, uh, summary of of where you work and what you do before okay. we before we wrap this up because I'd love people to know a little bit more about you. Yeah, we got to you know, yeah. People are gonna go. These guys, my God, <laughs> they talk about everything. Um, I work for Idea Planet. Which is um, it's on Dal- it's in Dallas on uh, right close to the Dallas Plano border, and we are I don't know what we are really we're not really an agency we we don't really you can't put us in a basket really, but we work with um, gaming companies we do um, collectors editions for gay for a lot of video game companies. Uh, it's those things that the collectors have to have, you know, when they see the video that they don't want just a game. They want that Gears of War giant gun with the chainsaw thing on the front. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the Lancer kind of stuff. The Lancer. Yeah, we we make that stuff. We make those things. You're making me drool. And uh, yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it's figurines and all that stuff. And when I worked for Fox or, or didn't work for, they were one of our clients. Um, let's say X Men through X Men Days of Future Past is coming out. Two, maybe two years before that movie's coming out, we had to create like selling kits so they could find partners to you know Twinkies and you know whatever. But they wanted to. We knew nothing about the movie. They sent us a script, uh, and we would uh, read the script and try to figure out like what what people they could partner with. But you name a Fox movie that we did Rio Two, um, uh, Call It a Wild was like the last one I worked on. I think. Oh, the one that but Harrison all we did, did? Was create these. Yeah, but not a lot. I mean, we were trying to like partner up with dog food companies because it was about the dog. That's you know? <laughs> true. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. You know, you want to put a shelf talker advertise. You know, a, a deal. Right. Worked on both. So I, I literally, and I'm very proud of this. Extremely proud of this. I have. From the beginning, from 1990, when I started at Dr. Pepper, I have, except for one movie, I have worked on every X-Men film, except for Logan. They oh. were so secretive about it. And mm. both Deadpool films, because those were all Fox. Right. And so we, we were doing tie-ins at Dr. Pepper. The second, my second job was TikTok. We, we worked, we did some meal toys with uh, Wolverine. And then when I get to uh, Idea Planet, we partnered up with Fox and we worked on all the X-Men stuff right until the Phoenix, Dark Phoenix. And then, so yeah, you got Deadpool, Slurpee Cups and you name it. Um, X-Men, not the wazoo. Well, I will I'm very you, proud of that. I worked on every X-Men movie. I will tell you this. Th- there's not a bigger Deadpool fan I have ever met in my life than our fellow spoiler, Derek. Derek oh is a Deadpool fanatic. Like how Spider-Man oh, was uh, with you and me. That's what Deadpool is for Derek. Derek loves I'm going to close on one thing and I want this is this is aimed at Derek because I, he said something. And knowing what I know that 
uh, and this makes me feel a little bit better about Dis- Disney buying Marvel and Star, you know, Lucasfilm and all that stuff. Is I think when they bought Marvel, and this is what I heard from our gal in L.A., they weren't necessarily wanting to buy the characters; they wanted the model, the business model. Mm-hmm. Marvel was Marvel Studios was run so well. I remember her telling me, the re, you know, they wanted that business model, and look what they got. <laughs> You know, it worked. Mm-hmm. It worked, didn't didn't it? Yeah. I, mean, I don't think they were. I don't think they bought Lucasfilm for the business model, but I think they're figuring it out. But no, Marvel. The, I mean, look how effortlessly they just slid. Because you, you remember when they started, they were like Captain America was Paramount, Hulk was Universal. Mm-hmm. Everybody was scattered. All over the place. Yeah. That's all Disney. But look, look how smooth it went. Yeah. And that's why they bought Marvel. And I remember them, you guys talking about the buyout, you know, and Disney and Marvel and all that stuff. And I'm yelling at you guys on, you know, I'm in the, in the car and the podcast is on, I'm going, guys, I got to tell you about my, my coworker. <laughs> and she told me, you know, I'm just dying, you know? Yeah. Something tells me but you're going to yeah, be on a little like, bit more than just spoilers of the galaxy. You're going to be involved on spoilers of the multiverse too. <laughs> oh, I got some Marvel. I bet you do. Stuff. <laughs> you know, I have over 350 style guides from all these movies and, stuff i collect those too yeah every, like i'll see you just start going on your on your hunts and searches on like and you'll just start splattering it over over facebook does anybody know where i can find the style guide does anybody know where i can find the style guide and i'll and i'll see you put like samples of the artwork up i'm like jesus christ this stuff looks great and i'm always wondering did he get it did he get it did he get it and you got it <laughs> for the most part you normally get them i am still looking for a damn justice league guide i thought it would be easy to find because i brought it back Snyder, but um, they went through so so much hell with that first film. Mm-hmm. Just just from the feedback I've heard from guys who worked on it, and and then said and literally said there was no style guide. It was, it was so bad. It was so mis. It was so sh- run so badly, and we didn't have one. Did you, you ever know, make it down to the to visit. the to the exhibit they had down at the AT and T? No, center? I saw pictures and. No, I didn't get down there. I, I didn't know that if, if I'm assuming it's gone by now. Uh, I don't know. I don't know for certain because I work right down there. I work right down Commerce Street. But they, I know they had it there for a good work, one. Tell me who you work. For, you tell me who you work for now. It's your turn. What is it? I, uh, do I know who you? Where do you work? Oh, I just, I just work in the family court system for Dallas County. Okay, so you're in a. You, what building are you in? The one of the court buildings? Yeah, like, yeah, just um, the, the courthouse on Commerce Street. Okay. Yeah, I've been a jury duty there a couple, okay. quite a few times. Yeah, most most people that 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 live in Dallas County have at some point or another. You might have handled some checks to my ex-wife. Too, right? <laughs> that's that's a possibility. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't. I don't I, what I do, money doesn't really pass through my hands. I'll just you know, if you bring in something to file, I'll file it for you. That's about it. And, and uh, there's oh, yeah. there's no there's no glitz and glamour to my job at all. <laughs> it's 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 fairly yeah. it's fairly cut and dry. She's all paid up. It's all done. Okay, um, good. That's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's um, yeah, justice. I mean, if you look at the justice like stuff they did before the movie came out, it has no Superman. And then once it came out on home video, and you saw everything rebranded, Blu-rays and so forth, all of a sudden Superman is in, in the mix mm-hmm. with all of them. Yeah, they kind of. And it's uh, like they turned the layer off in Photoshop. They're like, we had Superman here all along. We just forgot to turn the layer off. Oops, who, on. who didn't click the eyeball? Who didn't click the eyeball? And I can't find that. It's art. I used to be able to find it. 
online places had it. Well, and, you know, especially after the movie when nobody wanted it anymore. The, you know? the word is out there now. Mm-hmm. It's still looking for the hey. style I got for Justice League, folks. So if you hear anything, whisper it in our ear. We'll we'll appreciate that. And the Mandalorian, please. That one. That's a that's my new holy grail. Yeah. I did notice that the visual guide, the ultimate visual guide, has been pulled. The books oh. that they had slated to be released in July are no longer available on Amazon because I had them in my cart. And they said they've pulled them because I think they're going to re... I don't, I don't know if they're going to update them. Out. Yeah, I, I, I maybe so. I think mm. that's probably going to have... A, it has a lot to do with it. They had two books they were getting ready to publish in, in, in like a couple of months, and they're no longer on the release slate. So I'm sure that that's got something to do with it. And maybe they want to slip some elements in there of the book of Boba Fett, maybe, or whatever they're doing for season three. And they just, they're just going to hold off until the other season's ready to go or something. So maybe it's just going to get delayed a year or something like that. But if it's calling it now, someone's going to have an up proof, like an early proof mm -hmm. of the one that didn't get published. And Uh it's going to be worth a fortune. Yeah. Yep. More than likely. It'll be, it'll be one of the, the hottest commodities on the traders market. Interesting. I like well, that. I like to on on that right, in, on that intriguing note. We'll wrap That's up. It. Hang out for a minute while, while after we go off the air, so we can uh, exchange a few things. Uh, Ed, thank you so much for being a part of this. Um, I'm I'm so glad. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm I'm so glad that you came on board. Uh, been wanting to do something like this with you since we met, and uh, uh, I'm I'm so grateful for the for the opportunity. So 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 thanks thank again, you. brother. It's, oh. My pleasure. It should mother. be criminal. It's too fun. It's too fun to be legal. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like you I know, feel. It's... I feel like we're getting away with something that we really have no reason to get away with. Uh, we might be. So. <laughs> we're not breaking any laws. And Shannon, it was it was nice to meet you. And when we'll meet you in person one day, and uh, I'll be honored. So well, oh, there will always nice, nice to talk to. There you. will always be a seat at the table for you, brother. Yeah, there sure is. We loved having yeah, you. That's okay. Good. Make sure the chairs is uh, sturdy because uh, I eat a lot. <laughs> Not a problem, brother. Not a problem. So, guys, check us out uh, electrojellyfishpodcast.com. Uh, follow us on uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, any and all of our uh, audio platforms. You know, uh, uh, Anchor, Amazon Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I'm going to run through them as quickly as possible. Uh, Google Podcasts. Uh, iHeartRadio, Pandora, um, where anywhere where you can find uh, podcasts, that's pretty much where we are. So uh, thanks for following us, guys. I know we went a little long this time, but we had a little bit of time to make up for. Uh, but we'll be here again next week. We'll talk to you guys soon.